Hi ladies, we are Andrea and Carol coming at you from the International Women's Association in Graz, Austria. We are women supporting women in all stages and seasons of life and from different parts of the world. Our members come from different backgrounds and life experiences and we are excited to share them here with you. For more information, we invite you to check us out on our website at iwagraz.org. Und jetzt, los geht's! Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the IWA podcast. Happy New Year! It's 2022. Andrea, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Carol, and Happy <laughs> New Year to all of our listeners. Yes, definitely. Thank you to our listeners. We had such a great time doing this podcast over the last few months. Um, we started, what, in June, was it? Or no, 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 September. Yeah, September. September. And we have received some really positive feedback so far. And we are just so grateful for those of you who have been giving us a listen each and every time that we have a new episode. And thank you for sharing your feedback with us. It means a lot to us and it definitely fuels us to keep going. I completely agree with you, Carol. Uh, thank you all. And I have to say that uh, we are preparing a lot of inter interesting stuff and topics and guests for this year also. And yeah, I hope you will follow us further and stay with us. Yeah. It and share the podcast with your friends and family. Yes, definitely. Spread the word. Share it with friends and family. We are um, definitely excited about some of the upcoming episodes that we have planned for you, some of our special guests and our interviews. And of course, we are kicking off our podcast season with a fabulous new way to approach a new year. So that is what we will be talking about today. So this is actually an exercise I learned several years ago. I keep going back and forth between a few years ago, several years ago. Let's just put a timeline on it. About seven years ago, <laughs> I learned this exercise at a retreat. It comes from a book that I read and I actually got to meet one of the authors, which was really cool. And we actually went through this exercise with our Lean In Circle, which was awesome. This is our monthly event that we have as part of our professional support networking group here at the IWA. We encourage you to join us. If you are interested in doing any personal or professional development, this is a great forum where we come together and learn about all different topics. You don't have to be currently working or in a professional career. I'm currently not, so it's just a great way to learn about new things and encourage each other to keep growing. So this was the exercise we did in our monthly meeting in December, and we thought we would bring it to all of our listeners this month for our podcast. Andrea, what did you think about the exercise? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did enjoy the exercise. And I find it really interesting that um, I did the exercise then. It was about a month ago, let's say. And I did it again for preparation for this episode. And I was surprised. Something happened in between, life happened and so on. And my answers are completely different. Wow. I will share something more specific later on, but just to let you know that uh, everything I said then <laughs> is not applicable anymore. No, it's, it's not so strange, but yeah, um, my answers did change. And I'm really excited 
um, that we are starting this year's podcast with this topic because I find it really useful and helpful. And I can't wait uh, until we start. So, Carol, awesome. please guide Let's us. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Well, I will just say, first off, I think it's great that you mentioned that your answers have completely changed because I think people get worried when that happens and there's nothing to worry about. It's, this is a, there are no wrong answers in this particular exercise that we're going to do. So there's nothing wrong that you can do with it. Um, so yeah, to Andrea's point, things shifted, obviously, between the two times that she did it. And she chose to do it two times because that was just the nature of what she was looking for. So it works out. So yeah, let's dive in. Okay. So let me start off with a couple of statistics because I think that that's really important. Every new year, so many people sit down and write what? New Year's resolutions, right? Everyone will put down lists of things on paper, hang them on the refrigerators or wherever they want in their homes so that they can keep in mind what they want to accomplish in the new year. However, here are some interesting statistics. Nine out of 10 people will fail at their resolutions. 50% of resolution makers will actually fail by the end of January. So think about that. We're not even at the end of the month, but when we get there, 50% of people who wrote their resolutions down will fail. 80% of all New Year's resolutions made will completely fail. Now, I'm not trying to be uh, a negative you know, person to put, you know, negative, I, I use the phrase in, in English, we say negative Nelly or Debbie Downer. Don't worry, there is no real Nelly or Debbie out there. Just hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> it's just a common phrase we use. So I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. Um, but those statistics are very real. And they are something to keep in mind as we approach a new year. And those statistics came from a book that's called One Word That Will Change Your Life. And this is really the game changer for me. So instead of New Year's resolutions, we are gonna walk you through this exercise of discovering one word that will totally change your approach to this year. Now this book was written by three gentlemen. I happened to actually meet one of the authors at the retreat, so it was Dan Britton, uh, John Gordon and Jimmy Page. And Jimmy Page happened to be at the retreat that I attended when I learned this for the first time. So obviously New Year's resolutions, we've got to kind of cross them off the list. We're asking you to take a different approach and give this a try this year. What you might be asking, can one word do for you though in a new year? Well, the one word concept brings meaning, mission, passion, purpose, and focus to your year. And we're gonna walk you through three critical steps that you have to take in order to discover your word, is how we like to put it, discover your word. And this word will guide you through your year and bring meaning, mission, passion, purpose, and focus to your approach. So that's the concept and that's what we're going on. Andrea, what do you think? We yeah, good? Um... I think we're good. I would just like to add, if it's possible, prepare yourself um, a notebook, a piece of paper, a pen or something, because it will really come in handy. Good point. Very good point. Yes. If you have not brought a pen and paper with you to our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode that you should have one ready, readily available. So 
very quickly, go ahead and grab a pen and paper. We are not going to take long pauses during the podcast to let you take the time to actually think through these three steps. But what we would encourage you to do is press pause on the pod on the podcast after each question and after each step so that you give yourself the allotted time or at least enough time to really walk through the steps and feel comfortable with what it is you want to reflect upon. Because this really is an exercise where you should dive deep, do a little digging deep within and allow things to kind of flow organically for yourself uh, as you go through it. So without further ado, let's go through the one word concept. And you can toss that New Year's resolution sheet out the door at the same time. Throw it in the trash. It's not worth it. Don't bother. It's not, don't worry about it. So step one for the one word process is that you need to prepare your heart. So this is a step that the book that the authors refer to as looking in. So remove all of the distractions, find a place in your home or your workplace, wherever you are, that you can have peace and quiet and really focus on yourself. And then you're gonna sit down and you're gonna ask yourself three questions. The first question is, what do I need? The second question, what's in my way? And the third question, what needs to go? It's really important. These are three very critical questions in this first step. Really, really important that you take time for this. Don't rush yourself. Don't feel that you, um, oh, well, I just know that I need this and this gets in my way and blah, blah, blah. Really take some time. I, I really want you to take some time with it because it really makes a difference in the approach. Um, for example, I'll just say with needs for me, just a couple things that I had written down, health, fun, laughter, connection, and peace. Andrea, how about you? What are some things that you had written down? I will read it in a minute. I would just like to say that in our first exercise, I, I had this problem with uh, the word need. And I was like, no, I don't need nothing. I have everything. And I thought if I need something, I'm a needy person. But then I realized it's completely okay to have needs basic needs, human needs, any kind of needs. So this was one of my answers that changed. And now I realized I need to rest. I need to listen to my body. And as it says right here, to listen to my heart, I need to give myself permission to rest. That's, that's the most important part, I believe, from my side. Um, I need to give myself permission to be wrong, to not do anything. Yeah, to spend more time in nature. I need to do that. And to connect more with myself and nature as well. Awesome. And you brought, again, a really good point to the table. We had this discussion previously around the word need and how it translates very differently in different languages, even just referring to, as we learn German, uh, brauchen versus müssen, you know, need and have to, and all they, sh although they share similar contexts, if you will, or definitions to some extent, when you use the term brauchen versus müssen, is very different than what I'm accustomed to in American English. So you raise a very good and valid point. There was another person when we first did this exercise in our lean-in group as well, another member who also was challenged by feeling as though she had to need something, quote unquote. So if you have to, 
in this exercise, if that word need is bringing up negative connotations or rubbing you in the wrong way, then feel free to insert the word want or um, look at it a little differently if you have to so that it can connect and resonate for you around what it is that you want to have in your life. I certainly don't always need fun, but for me, the type of person that I am, fun is an important part of me experiencing joy. So I do need that from time to time, and that was important to acknowledge. Yeah, I, I would like to add that to my list as well. I need more dancing. Aha, I like that. Dancing. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Maybe maybe we need to um maybe we should mention that as a future activity for the IWA. A dance yeah, yeah. That yeah. could be fun. All right. If you're with us, just let us know. That would be good times. So there you go. There's question number 1 in step 1. Question number 2, what is in my way? So for me, <laughs> I I have probably every year that I've done this exercise, I have always answered that I am in my way. I am in my own way. And I'm sure there are probably many of us that can relate to that. Um, but definitely I am in my own way in, in a lot of different aspects. And I think another thing that I listed with regards to what gets in my way, schedules, stress, rules, restrictions, negative thinking, language barriers, um corona i hate to bring it up but yes it's in my way <laughs> it's here what can we here, do it's in my way it's really in my way uh what about you andrea what gets in your way yeah i have three things me myself <laughs> and i <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you you are right about that i think most of the times we just stand on our ways and yeah i also written down fear and it can be all kinds of fear, but most of the time for me personally, it's fear of not being enough or, yeah, I think that that's the main, the main one, the biggest one. Good answer. That also, I have that answer actually under the third question for me. So that's really, that's really cool to see. And actually that also you may have as you do this exercise, you may find that answers that you provide to the second question about what gets in your way and the third question, what needs to go, it's okay if those answers are the same or similar in, in a lot of ways, because that often happens for me every time I do this exercise. So good. So we've got two questions down. So what do I need? What gets in my way? And the last question in step one, what needs to go? And for this one, yeah, fear is definitely a big one that has to go for me. It, it just doesn't help in any way, shape or form. Laziness, I can be really lazy sometimes. I have to get rid of laziness. Stubbornness, complaining has to go. Uh, excuses, making excuses, that has to go. Negative thinking and mm, unrealistic expectations, that has to go as well. How about you? Yeah, for me, it's comparison and competition. Oh, good ones. And for comparison, it's not just that I'm comparing myself with all the other people, but also, as you mentioned, um, unrealistic expectations. I'm constantly comparing myself to the version of, ideal version of me. And that needs to go. I really believe that needs to go. 
yeah, that, that's the reason I don't like the origin. I don't like the saying the best version of yourself because I came to realize that I am the best version of myself right now. And sometimes I forget it and I chase this idealistic version of myself, the best version of myself. And sometimes I got I get lost on the way. So yeah, that, that needs to go really this. That's so interesting. I never looked at it that way. I commonly use that phrase about the best version of ourselves. That's something that I've learned in the last several years, uh, kind of a way to approach, again, refining and fine tuning things in my life. Um, but I've also heard it said a better version of myself as well. So that's interesting, but I've never heard it from that perspective that that raises a really valid point as well. So yeah, I would just like to add, it's not that I'm uh, letting go of myself or I'm right. quitting on myself, right? I, I would still like to progress to learn to grow everything. Sure, but not to chase that goal. Yeah, just enjoy in the process of learning, growing and and so on. And accepting who you are right now. Yeah. 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 And being happy with That's, that as well. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There is step one, folks. Step one, three questions, very critical, but very basic. What do I need? What gets in my way? And what needs to go? So pause the podcast if you need to, sit down, make your notes, write those things down, and then come back to step two, which we are going to share with you now. So step two is all about discovering your word, quote unquote. And the authors in the book, uh, again, refer to this particular step as looking up. So the first step, look in. Second step, look up. Now, I will put a quick little note or caveat here just to say this book, the authors have written the book from a... Um, they, they incorporate their faith in this particular section. So they incorporate the fact that they believe in a higher power and that is what they do in this step, in this process to look up. I am basically saying you can choose how to look at this step in whatever way it is, but you want to seek wisdom in this particular step. You want to listen to your gut, listen to your instincts, think about the person that you want to be, what, char what characteristics do you want to see in yourself, and use that as your guiding uh, light here. If you do believe in a higher power, then certainly seek wisdom from that higher power. If you believe in nature or the universe, then go for that, seek that wisdom from those spaces. Whatever it means for you to look up and to seek wisdom, use that in this step because this is where you want to choose to discover your word. This is that part, that portion of the process that kind of you have to allow to let things mull over a little bit, you know, let things sit for a little while so that they have a chance to resonate with you and see what keeps coming up and, and returning to your thoughts. So for example, uh, this, is a, this is a step in a phase where you can start writing out a few words. What are some words that are standing out to you perhaps? What are some words that are making you think, yeah, this would be a good thing for me to focus on for this year? And again, it has to be one word. Our, the authors were very adamant about this. It's not a phrase. It's not a sentence. It's not a motto. It's not two words. It is one word only. And it's very important that you stick to that rule. So for me, for example, as I was going through this step, a couple of things that were coming up, a couple of words that were coming up. Renewal, that one came up a lot. Um, fresh, 
start, connection, restore, regenerate. These were some of the words that were popping up for me. Andrea, you said you did this exercise two different times. So the first time you did it, what were the words that were popping up for you? So before I say a couple of my words that came up, uh, I would like to say some of the char characteristic of a person which I would like to be. Mm. And uh, I wrote down loving, honest person, fulfilled, healthy, energetic, playful. And yeah, th those are some examples for what does it mean to me? Of course, yeah. your words can be completely different. It's up to you, but that that's the kind of person I would like to be at least this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the words that come up are peace, truth, honest, honesty, um, listen, rest, and something in, in that area. In that area. So those were the words that were really kind of gelling for you. Yeah. Both, both the first and the second time that you did the exercise, or was that just... No, 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 not really. Um, a great reminder. I had a word last time. Um, I really had the word before we did the exercise because I do something similar. Mm -hmm. I, do, I do choose the word for the year, but uh, I wasn't familiar with the process of choosing of this exercise, and okay. I chose growth. Okay. And I think it's a great word. I do tend, I do want to grow in this year also. But as I was saying, something changed from then until now. And uh, I just don't feel it anymore. Okay. I think it was mostly from the really professional point of view. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to that to be my word. And sometimes when you want some things too much, it just doesn't feel right at the sure. end. Yeah. And now I feel as if my new word chose me and I didn't choose it. I love that because that's so, so important to note to people, to our listeners, that sometimes if you focus too much on a word, um, it, it may not be the right word for you. You really do want to find a way to let that word come to you. And, you know, I, I agree. I think there are probably a lot of people out there that are familiar with the concept of just choosing a word for the year, but maybe are not familiar with this process of, of perhaps I, I, I venture to say maybe a better way to approach it so that it really does allow you to dig through the steps in the process of discovering what word is best for you. And like you said, growth was something that you really wanted, but after going through a few things and then, like you said, life happened between the first time you did this exercise and then you felt it was important to do it again because some things were sticking out to you. I think that you have to, people have to realize just because growth isn't the word doesn't mean you're not going to grow this year, right? Just because you choose one yeah, word sure. doesn't mean that other things and other approaches that you want to accomplish in this year aren't going to happen if they're not associated with your word. You'll come to find that your word is associated with everything. And when you start using it as your guidepost for the year, it really helps you live a different way in in approaching it rather than again going for these new year's resolutions where you're just trying to check stuff off of a list so anyway to get back into the actual steps that is step two so step two 
definitely make sure you take that time to look up and discover your word and see what's resonating with you. The last step is living out your word. And the authors refer to this stage or this step as the looking out process. So this is where the rubber meets the road, folks. This is where you have to put your word into practice, make it applicable to your daily life. Some of the ways that I've done that in my past, a couple of years that I've done the exercise, I try to list three things that I will do to keep my word front and center. Something that I will always see it in front of me every single day. I also have made sure that I've told other people about my words so that they can hold me accountable to it because that's another really important part of this process that in order to live it out, you need other people to know what it is so that they can help you. And that's what people in our lives are supposed to do. We're supposed to help each other out in different ways. So I have always told other people my word and I have always made it front and center. So uh, Andrea, for you, what, what does living your word out look like to you? The same as you said it, I, I agree. I'm all about these visual reminders and I, I have them on my walls, on my hand, um, mobile phone, on my background. I really believe that the things we see, they, they make a difference because it's not always enough to think about things. It's, it's easier when you see it, you, then, you don't have to think about it because you've seen it and it's done. Me personally, I will make a design of my word and then hang it in the living room. I will also do something for my mobile phone and I'm just thinking about it to put it in my office, in my bedroom, in my bathroom, everywhere. Just, yeah. just a small reminder so I, I can see it everywhere. And even if I forgot it in my head, I will see it and I will remember that's and awesome. also I will say it to my husband and I will say it to you and yeah, by Thank the end of listeners. this podcast, we, yeah, <laughs> we will say it to our audience. So our listeners can hold us accountable, which is great. Yeah. They can hold us accountable. Yeah, this is, this is a big part of it. And this is, this is, I don't want to argue that this is the most important step because all three steps are very important, but certainly to make it applicable and to fully replace the idea of new year's resolutions with using a word this is the step that does that this is the whole point of the process this is the whole point of taking on this concept or this practice for a new year so living it out has to be done in a certain way some other ideas just to share with with our listeners ways that you can do this as andrea said you can put your you know make a design of your word or paint your word on a piece of canvas and hang it in your home somewhere, wherever you wanna do that. Or you can put it on your fridge under a magnet. Um, you can po put it on a post-it note and put it in your car so that it's right there on your center console in your car. You can make it the wallpaper on your phone, the background on your phone, put it as your computer screensaver somewhere, write it in a prominent place in your office if you have an office that you go to or an office in your home. And these last couple suggestions I really like because I think they're fabulous, but do the exercise with your family. 
make a night of it. Sit down, maybe order a pizza and everybody go through the three steps in your family and share your words with each other. And if you want, have a family word for the new year. And I can explain how to do that as well. Or even go so far as make a team word with your coworkers for the new year ahead, for your office, for your work. Uh, both of those particular examples are very popular with organizations in the States, as well as uh, off, the authors yeah. of the book have done it before with sports teams and with uh, corporate offices uh, all over. They've, they've done it in many different capacities. So this is certainly a step that I think is really positive. And uh, sorry to interrupt you. You did said the last time you did it also uh, with your team. So can you just uh, say a couple of words about that and what was the big, the biggest lesson you got out of it? Definitely. I, I did. I actually, when I was a manager, an HR manager, I did this with our staff and we had a regional team. And I say we because I worked uh, side by side with another regional manager and we had we together oversaw a, a regional team of people and we decided to pull them all together and do kind of a retreat day, an offsite day, if you will. And um, what we did was I, I went through the exercise and we did this as individuals first. And I made every single person come up with an individual word, took the time and let them go through the steps, ask the questions, listen to one another, which was great. And then my colleague and I said, okay, we're gonna leave the room now and we want you to come up with a team word. And the way that you're going to do that is you're gonna go back through the steps, but as a group. So now I want you to focus on what do you need as a group collectively? What gets in your way as a team collectively? What needs to go? So we left because we thought it was really important for them to be able to do this without the pressure of quote unquote management watching over them. Um, and it allowed them to speak more brutally honest <laughs> opinions and, and statements. So they didn't feel that they were putting themselves in a risky scenario. And it was great. It, it actually built so much camaraderie in the team, which was fabulous. And they, at the end of it, they came up with their team word, which was trust. And we wound up hanging it in every office. And every time there was a challenge within the team, they would hold each other accountable to it and say, hey, our word has to be trust. How can we incorporate that into this situation? What do we need to trust about this circumstance, about what's happening? And it was really a game changer for them as well and made a big difference in our performance that year. So this is definitely doable from a family perspective, from a coworker perspective, a sports team perspective, any kind of group setting is able to do this as a group. Uh, it's definitely something that's possible. Yeah, and that I can think how it can help to connect the team. And I really hope there are some managers here listening to us and that they will try it in their own offices and teams and, and families also, of course, I think it can help. Definitely. Now, Andrea, before we share our words, I just want to give just one more tip. And that is for everyone who's listening. Once you have your word and you start living it out, check in with yourself on a quarterly basis. No, you don't have to, but again, anything that we do in life requires a little fine tuning, right? We have to take our cars to the mechanic every once in a while to get the tires checked or the oil checked. We have to do the same thing for ourselves. So check in once a quarter. How's it going? 
Are you using your word to guide your actions? What results maybe have you seen from using your word? What kind of things have fallen into place or what struggles have been uh, perhaps alleviated or made a little bit easier by using your word? Have you fallen off track? How can you get reconnected to it? And then definitely at the end of the year, how did your word shape your year? And what was really interesting about going through this exercise with our lean in group a month ago, one of our members said to me, well, do you find it hard to let go of the word at the end of the year? And it was a really great question. And I thought, wow, no, you know, I have not had an issue letting go of a word at the end of the years that I've done this, because if I truly am quote unquote, living it out, am I, if I'm truly living out my word, it becomes a very easy process to let it go because the word has fulfilled its need for me. It's done what it needed to do. And I allowed that to happen. So letting go of the word is actually easier than people may think. Uh, I will say the authors strongly advise against using the same word twice, two years in a row. So because if that's the case, then something isn't working quite right with your word and maybe there needs to be a tweaking there. So don't use, don't, don't be inclined to use the same word two years in a row. Definitely change it up because each year a new word would provide different things. But yeah, there you have it folks. There are our three steps to choosing one word instead of making a list of new year's resolutions. So to bring us to a close today, Andrea, what is your word for 2022? So Carol, I have to say you forgot one thing. Ah. And uh, that is to mention that you can look up for those words that came up. Uh, you were thinking about your words and maybe you are not sure which word to choose. You can look up for the uh, definition of the words. You can right. look up, yeah, for synonyms, for antonyms and... Uh, maybe how to use that word in a sentence or something. And I will share my word with you. I will share a definition. Okay. And, and uh, you can guess my word. Okay. So my definition is to hear something with thoughtful attention, give consideration. Oh, well, I would guess that it's listen, to listen to something. Yeah, it's listen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Totally different from growth, which was your original yeah. one. Yeah. And awesome. if I can, I would like to share a short story about how did my word change eventually. Um, so in between, you asked about my new year and I said I had better beginning, right. beginnings and right. so on. So I was sick. Uh, it wasn't anything serious. I had some throat problem and I needed to rest and my immune system was really down. So from, yeah, maybe from New Year's or so, I had to lay down in my bed for seven days or so for a wow. week. And I did a lot of rest. But the hardest part yeah. was uh, I lost my voice oh. and I couldn't speak. And I could speak maybe yes, no, and like simple, uh, simple answers, yeah, and just words, with one word, and it was really, really awful, because I like to talk, then I realized, okay, maybe that's the universe trying to tell you something, okay, maybe you just need to talk less, mm. and listen more, 
Wow. And also, in a sense, to listen more to my body. So, wow. yeah, my word is listen. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you for reminding me how, how could I forget that crucial, crucial step in looking up definitions and synonyms and antonyms. That's a, that's a process. That's a part of this process that I have done every single year. And it has amazed me uh, to, to find words that connected to other things. And same for me, once I looked up the definition of what my word is for this year, boom, it hit me. And I, I said, Whoa, that's it. That's the word. That's boom. That's it. So that's why we make a great team. If you forget see? something, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. See that it works out beautifully. So there you have it listeners. Yes. Don't forget that part. You definitely should look up your word, look up synonyms for your word antonyms, because sometimes you may find that there is a, a synonym that actually resonates a little bit more and poof, then all of a sudden you have it. So if you recall, I was re mentioning the words renewal, restore, repair, courage, you know, all these things in the beginning. Strange story enough for me, I was reading something a couple weeks ago and in this paragraph, the word rebuild popped out at me. And I wasn't even focused on my words. So that's the other thing, let it come to you. I wasn't even doing this process. I wasn't writing or focused on it. I was just letting time take its place. And I read this chapter and rebuild stood out and I went, whoa, this is really, this is, that's a great word. And when I looked it up, the, the definition, because of course there's multiple definitions a lot of times for words, the definition, this particular definition said to make something new, to make something like new, I should say, without completely replacing. And that is what did it for me. So my word for 2022 is rebuild. There are many ways that this is going to play out in my life and many ways that I need to live it out. Uh, starting same thing, similarly listening to my body and rebuilding my health and all of those factors. So yeah, that is my word for 2022. And, and it's a powerful one. So is yours. Listen is also powerful. Uh, my dad always used to say, Carol, you have two ears and one mouth for a <laughs> I am definitely not. The there's a to reason to it. Yeah, there's, there's a purpose behind that. And so there you go. We have it, folks. There is your New Year's exercise. No more resolutions. Toss them. Give this a shot for 2022. I promise you it will make an impact. And if it doesn't, then hey, all you lost was a year. Doesn't matter, go back to your resolutions. It's no problem. So we would love to hear your words. So if you are out and about and we bump into you at an IWA event in the near future, or perhaps when we're just grocery shopping, please let us know what your words are. And you now know ours. So you've got Andrea is listen and I am rebuild. So hold us accountable. Feel free to post them in Facebook if you'd like in our group, if you want to. But otherwise, yeah, we would love to hear your words as well and certainly share them with your family and friends because that is where it will make an impact. Oh, and one more thing I should add, man, it always feels like there's something else that we forgot <laughs> or that I forgot or that we wanna make sure is clear, but I've done it so often. So it's, it's easy for me to forget that this being a new process for our listeners or for other people, it may not be as clear uh, the first time around. Your word is not necessarily, you know, if your word doesn't work, quote unquote, okay, which I don't know. Anyway, let's say your word is money, right? It doesn't mean that money is gonna show up 
in your mailbox tomorrow. No. <laughs> this is, no. <laughs> Definitely not. No, this isn't how it works. That's this isn't your word is not a magic potion. It's not a, a magic eight ball. It's not a crystal ball. It's not a fortune teller. No, it's not meant to be any of those things. It's meant to be an intention. It's meant to be a guide for your year. So for example, you know, rebuild for me means a number of things. When I approach certain situations, very simply, an example, if I want to rebuild my health, I am going to have to turn away from the cookies. So when I am in the kitchen and the word rebuild is on my fridge, it will make me think twice before I choose something unhealthy versus healthy for me to eat. So this is where your word is gonna come into play. This is how it's supposed to be lived out. And if I want to consider um, a new- I job, have an example. Yeah, also. go for it. If you want, uh, if I want to start an um, argument with my husband, I can also remember, oh, my word is listen. Maybe I can listen to him first and then talk. There you go. Back. Yeah. yeah, this is this is exactly what it's meant to do. This is keeping a word in the forefront of your mind is what's supposed to help you make the better decisions so that this yeah. year is a positive yeah. one forward. So very important to remember. Okay, hopefully that's everything. <laughs> and if it's not, we will make another episode. We will resurface, we? right. We will resurface. Actually, you know, I was thinking in some of our breaks, I was thinking maybe we'll just do, you know, as part of the beginning of one of our quarterly check-ins, we'll, you know, one of our episodes and at the end of each quarter, we'll just do a touch base. We'll just check in and remind our listeners. So maybe we'll do that as we approach uh, the rest of this year to help you guys out and to help ourselves as well which is important. Okay, last but very much so, certainly not least, IWA events, check them out. We are still allowed to meet in person as it stands today at whatever time it is. <laughs> Yahoo! So although I will state that by the time you listen to this podcast, things may have changed. However, right now we are allowed to meet in person and there are several really fun, cool events coming up that the IWA board has put together for the rest of this month and leading into February. So check out the calendar, iwagratz.org. Check it out on our website. Make sure that you are up to date with everything and stay connected, stay, just stay connected to each other, stay connected to us. Um, we love hearing from you. We are so grateful for our listeners and we are so excited about the year ahead. We thank you for listening and continuing to share about the podcast. And uh, yeah, I guess, is that everything, Andrea? How about you? Anything else you want to add? No, I completely agree with everything you said. Perfect. So, <laughs> then, until next time... Enjoy, Graz. Bis später. Cheers! Cheers.